Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to my second episode. I'm very excited today. I hope we all have our coffee in hand. Uh, we are going to be talking about wellness and kind of what that means to us uh, now versus then. And yeah, I'm going to get started. As you all know, my name is Benjamin, and I grew up in a small town of Ontario. And uh, back then, I didn't really kind of understand what wellness was, nor was I focused on it. Um, so I'm going to introduce Katie and uh, kind of tell you guys how we met. So back in high school, I actually... <laughs> I used to see her walking to school and she'd just be walking away, smiling on with this big ass smile. And it used to bring me a lot of joy just because that smile touched my heart. Anyways, <laughs> so my childhood friend um, introduced me to Katie and we have been friends for quite some time now. So I'm going to introduce you to her. So welcome to the podcast, Katie. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries. I'm very, very excited. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and we can get started. Okay, well, I'm Katie. And as Ben said, I grew up with him and he's been one of my very best friends for a very long time now. Um, I'm a mom of a two and a half year old little girl. She keeps me very busy. And I'm also a child and youth counselor. And yeah, that's what I do for a living. And I find wellness in my everyday life now between work and in my personal life too. So I'm really excited to talk about it with you today. That's so good. And that's, I, I always love when I hear people who work in that industry and I very much have so much respect for those people like yourself, because if we just pause for a moment and just kind of take a look back at all the struggles that we faced and never really could understand those struggles and get through them in a proper way and kind of reflect on those people who work in that industry and are able to provide people with the proper tools and proper way of thinking and all that stuff right in their fingertips. And I know it's um, very much needed if they get sent into those places, but I, I think it's a very much good thing because they will allow to have some guidance and along with their journey they'll have guidance <laughs> and I'm losing my train of thought but that's totally okay Your words just started like blending together <laughs> I know <laughs> I was trying really hard not to laugh I know. I was to let and you work your way through. <laughs> I go okay. So everyone, I have these things, and I ramble on when I get so excited about my thoughts. And I'm gonna let Carrie. <laughs> I'm gonna let Carrie. That's a prime example. <laughs> I'm gonna let Katie continue on and kind of explain her journey, and then we can kind of talk about it. And I will explain my journey, and yeah, it's gonna be fun. Okay, so for me, for wellness growing up, I probably had a lot of really unhealthy coping mechanisms. And I've just like, honestly, recently been able to confront a lot of them just honestly, since the pandemic had started, I was kind of forced to like go inwards and like look at some of those unhealthy coping mechanisms. So growing up, and I would say probably like 
really into my early 20s, like, my way of dealing with things was, like, staying really busy. So I was, like, the type of person who was, like, always doing something. Like, I was on student council in high school and, like, cheerleading. And I did all kinds of different extracurricular activities. And I was working. And it was just, like, my way of, like, not dealing with my problems. And I carried that into my early 20s, too, like, up until... I honestly got pregnant with McKenna like I ended up working like two jobs where I was like working 40 to 50 hours a week at the daycare and then I would like bartend on weekends so I would just keep myself so busy that I like didn't have time to stop and pause um so that was how I used to deal with things and I would say like I said since the pandemic started it like really made me take a second to like pause and like just slow down for a minute and since I've been doing that I've been like able to focus on my wellness in a way like I've started meditating and I've started like intuitively eating as as opposed to like binge eating like I probably used to do um I've really been able to just like focus on me and my family and just like really realize what's important to me and I think that that's really important yeah Um, so that (laughs) you made a lot of good points that I couldn't explain myself (laughs) but the struggle um but yeah that's that's really interesting and I think a lot of us can reflect on that and we all have different ways with coping with things right and for me um I you know growing up it was like I thought about it for a really long time about coming out of the closet and I knew on my family side of things, everything will be fine because like my family and I, we're a very strong bond. We are all close and I was going through some struggles at school and, you know, I very much love myself and I didn't realize on how much more I love myself now versus then but back in high school, I was always being picked on and bullied and I was usually like quiet about that stuff because I'm like well I'm not I'm not one to fight I'm not one to do anything so I just kept quiet about it and then one day I just voiced out and I said you know what enough is enough and ever since I came out of the closet that could have been the best coping mechanism I could have used is just coming out of the closet and just dealing with it because my life got so much easier and all of that troubles had stopped and a lot of people are very scared to come out of the closet. And I, I, I totally understand and agree with how someone might be scared because of all these people who might be treating you very poorly. But what really helped me decide to come out is all the support from the people who loved me for who I was. That is what made it so easy for me to come out. And I came out, I believe, sometime in grade 11, which was back in 2011. So wellness in my eyes now is vastly, vastly different. And I'm going to tell you why is because I never really understood what wellness actually meant. I never really focused on wellness when I was younger because we don't really, we have so many things that we want to do and what we're focused on and wellness is definitely not one of them. And when you're growing up, kind of just living on your own, like, you have a lot of responsibilities that are just of nature taking care of yourself, what you put in your body, 
cleaning your environment like your house and making sure that things are neat and tidy so then you're creating an environment that you want to enjoy and be in now a lot of that can be tough especially with with all of our mood uh differences and i just find life is very very sensitive and focusing on our wellness can make our whole entire day so much better what are your thoughts on that katie Yeah, like going back to what you were saying when you were talking about that journey of you coming out, I was honestly lucky enough to be able to like, be in that journey with you, which was a really like, really cool process. And I know it was not the easiest, and it definitely had its challenges. But being able to see you become like authentically yourself and not who you thought everybody like wanted you to be was like the most beautiful thing so I think that when you're saying that like wellness can be as simple as just like authentically being yourself like I said and like doing what you love and just focusing on that because doing like little things that you love throughout the day can like be wellness it's as simple as that and you kind of have to like find those things that you really enjoy doing and like find moments to bring those into your day too. Yeah. And you just hit it on the nail right there without all the crazy banter that I did. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, yeah. So I, I just, you know, my focus right now is wellness and when I'm focused on that, like in my everyday life, you know, I wake up and I think like I have a crap ton of house plants in my house and my my fiance and I it's a good addiction you know like it's very soothing (laughs) sometimes like I'm just very tired and I don't want to have to deal with it but I have to deal with it but once I get into Mm -hmm. it like when I'm in that off kind of like say if I'm too tired and I haven't really had a lot of me time which me time is incredibly important which helps stabilize my moods and I know I think we can all agree that our own me time is very much needed Um, so watering my plants actually allows me to have a proper thought process and allows me to connect with them. And and for whoever is not into plants might not understand, but just watching your plants grow and you taking care of them while they grow is a reflection in taking care of yourself is what I learned with having all these house plants because it, it keeps me busy and keeps me going. So once I start watering, I'm like, okay, so now I have to clean up after all the soil that has escaped from the pot. Um, I have to clean the rest <laughs> of the house. I have to get ready for work. You know, it's a very busy life that we have, right? So work for me, I'm going to transition into the topic of work because I think it's very important for everybody to know. So Katie, as you know, I used to have some, t- at one point I had three jobs and mm-hmm. I stabilized having two jobs for quite a long time and now I am all about just having one job now I work in a warehouse here in Calgary and I'm very very busy and I'm hustling but I'm I'm also working for a wellness company and that has been a huge light in my life in my working um industry and uh yeah Working in a wellness company really helps you focus on your wellness and like 
what you need to be doing and working day to day, say your nine to five or whatever shift work you do where a company doesn't appreciate you. Mind you, my boss very much appreciates me and the people that I work with are great. Excuse me. Um, I, I'm just so sick of working so hard and living paycheck to paycheck and I'm working right now towards a future for my husband to be and to be able to support my family the way I want to support my family. And I want to be able to support my fiance the way I want to, my family the way I want to, and be able to spend time with them. You know, money is not the most important thing. But that being said, like money will also allow us to all be a little bit more free in some sense. But that being said, the topic of money, we don't need money. And I am not focused on money, but I'm focused on supporting myself. So that's what I mean when I brought up money. And you don't need 10,000 things in your life to be happy and feel happy. You just have to live your life and love what you do. So for me, I love going out on hikes and exploring nature i'm a nature nerd and a plant nerd and i love spending time with my fiance and playing scrabble games and that is all a part of wellness because we are doing what makes us happy and in a healthy way of course um and going back to in high school that time you know we would do things that we thought would make us happy but are actually damaging to us so that's something very important to be able to distinguish because I, that's simply because we don't understand what that is doing to us and we don't understand the meaning of wellness. So do you have any points or something to talk about on that topic, Katie? Like going on how we used to cope and like what we used to do thinking it was wellness? Yeah, so like pretty much, you know, for me, I thought you know, I'm a food junkie. I love food and I will like literally turn the vacuum on on my mouth and just like (laughs) suck up all the food very quickly. And that was my coping mechanism to a lot of struggles I was facing, which I gained a lot of weight. But I realized, you know what, this eating is good for us, but I have to look at what I'm putting into my body and how much I'm consuming. So it really turned into not the best thing for me. So Yeah, touch on something that you can resonate with with that. Okay, so like for me, I used to drink a lot in high school. And I think that I used to do it because I was like, oh, I'm spending time with my friends. I'm like making memories, blah, 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 blah. Like I used to tell myself all these false, false, sorry, positives. And honestly like none of that was really true like what I was actually doing to my body and some of the choices that I was making during that time like wasn't good for my wellness or my well-being but we tell ourselves those things and I know like a lot of people even even into their early 20s 30s 40s whatever it doesn't matter what your age is like they still use a lot of those like coping mechanisms as ways of telling themselves that they're doing something that's good for themselves but really it can be more damaging than good when you're just using it to like cover up what you're not wanting to focus on. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a hundred percent sense. And, you know, ever since I started working for this wellness company, um, I wouldn't really say it's much working with them. It's just sharing an experience and sharing 
wellness with people and being able to help change a negative part into their lives into more of a healthier choice in their life. And um, ever since I was introduced to them, I, I got introduced to this podcast called, um, her name is Brooke Castillo. And I remember her saying in one of her episodes, what we say in our minds is not the truth. And that really resonated with me because, you know, our moods, as I said earlier, our moods fluctuate and we get in our heads about something and that gets into our head because someone might have said something that really stuck with us or impacted us. But if you are ever facing any struggles with bullying or anything like that, their bullying comes from a place of hurt on a personal level. So it's nothing to do with you. So what they say and whatever goes into your mind from what they say is not the truth. So I want you to remember that. And every time you get into one of those slumpy moods and you know whatever's running in your head is not the truth. Because whatever's running is just overthinking and it leads into a, a big conjumbled mess. And just remember, and I literally talk to myself when I see the signs of me not having a good day. And I tell myself, you know, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to have a good day. And by doing that, you're putting it out into the universe. And some of you might not know, I'm quite the spiritual person. And uh, ever since I started focusing on my wellness, I've become more spiritual because I've been focusing, <laughs> I can't speak properly, <laughs> focusing on myself. And when you're projecting into your day first thing and you tell yourself and you tell the universe that you're going to have a good day. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, but by turning whatever negativity comes your way, turning that into positivity because you're just continuously pushing out positivity into your day and your day will feel and be much better. Now, that being said, we also have to remember you have to eat healthy and, you know, it's okay to slip once in a while and enjoy that grungy food that fulfills whatever feeling that we may have in the moment. But to remember to always pick up and get back on track. And I haven't worked out in a very long time because I've been having troubles with my knees and I've been working a lot. And I'm, as you hear right now, I'm creating all these excuses. So I wanted to touch points on excuses so whenever you hear yourself reasoning and they may be valid they might be correct and I'm not saying it's wrong but I want you to start changing your mindset and saying okay I know I have this extra time and I know it's a part of me time but I'm going to take this time because it is all a part of my getting better or feeling better so when we Notice a shift in our mind that is not going to be a positive forward for us. I want you to tell yourself again and again and again, what we say in our minds is not the truth. And that really spoke to me and it's really helping me. And do you like, how do you feel about that, Katie, when you heard what we say in our minds is not always the truth? It actually reminds me a lot of what we do at my job at the hospital um we do a lot of work with the teens that we work with um with like cognitive sorry cognitive behavioral training and therapy so what we 
really focus on teaching the teens that are struggling with their mental health is that like our thoughts aren't facts. And that's what I thought of when you had said that quote from the podcast was, yeah, like that's absolutely true that our thoughts aren't facts and that we often like distort our thoughts based on our feelings. But when you separate the two of them and think about those things that keep running through your head and you stop for a second and you think and go like, wait, is this an actual fact? And when you can look at that and go, oh, no, it's not a fact. Like, that's just how my feelings are making me think right now. It's able to, like, take you back a second and, like, reframe your thought. And then moving forward, you can go in with a clearer thought process. And it actually also reminded me of a quote by um, Abraham Hicks, I think. Um, don't quote me on that. <laughs> but it is something along the lines of... Um, Oh, crap. I can't think of the actual quote right now. Oh, that's okay. Um, But basically, like, the idea of it is, like, whether somebody loves you or hates you, it actually has nothing to do with you. It's It has to do with what they're going through. And I think that that's also really important, too, that when somebody is projecting those thoughts and feelings on you – for you to be able to like separate yourself from that too and not and not let yourself be a part of that is really important too yeah I I very much agree with that and um I I kind of want to give some people some tips and tricks to curve their mood and to kind of guide their mindset so being that you work in that industry um what are some I'm going to say trending behavioral things that you've noticed in your your I don't know what to call them uh my patients I'm just gonna say yes yeah yes your patients um so what are some behavioral that you behavioral um things that they've been doing and how are you coaching them on that can you give us some examples so when it comes to like negative thought processes the things that we like really try to focus on teaching them is like one, being mindful and being in the moment and like recognizing your feelings and acknowledging those feelings, but not letting them overtake you, which is like the hardest thing because like as an overthinker myself, I, I can tend to like let my thoughts carry me away. But like, I've really had to teach myself through the process of everything also to like just kind of like sit with yourself for a moment acknowledge how you're feeling acknowledge why you're feeling that way and then like stop the thoughts there don't let your brain keep going with them so that's definitely one thing that we focus on a lot is like even if you have to physically say like stop to your thoughts like I do that sometimes I'll literally go Katie stop this is ridiculous like why are we going down this path right now like (laughs) It's... <laughs> I do that too and it causes a break in your thought process yeah. and you know someone who I resonate really well with because I mean we all could in some form of way is RuPaul. <sighs> RuPaul <laughs> he, he is an incredible human being and through drag he teaches people a lot of lessons that don't even relate to drag but he does it through drag and just as a human being as he is I, I have so much respect for him and, you know, watching RuPaul's Drag Race religiously, and I'm <laughs> not even kidding, excuse me, religiously, 
I've learned a lot of coping mechanisms or even things because it's, I'm putting my mindset into a new perspective other than myself. But yeah, I'll let you continue on, Katie, sort to steal the thunder on that. No, that's okay. I think that you're absolutely right. I, I too love watching RuPaul's Drag Race. And there's a lot of really beautiful moments on the show, watching people come to terms who they are and, and bringing it back to, like, again, being authentically yourself. Like, usually when you have those breakthroughs in life, it's when you decide to stop living on other people's terms and, like, start living your life for you. And I think that that's really important. And that's another coping skill that we go through with the kids at work, too, is, like, focusing on, like, what brings you joy and happiness in your life. Because, like, the kids that we work with are oftentimes, like, struggling struggling with their mental health to the degree that they, like, don't want to live anymore. And so, like, one of the things that we focus on a lot is, like, what are your reasons to live? And, and as and though it's not as extreme in like a lot of our lives, I think that it's really important to like focus on like what you're grateful for. Um, I know I do that every day. It's something that I've like put into my daily practice is I write down the things that I'm grateful for. And like, sometimes it's not easy at the start, but like, it's the same as like finding your reasons to live. I think that those are very similar things. Like what, what are you grateful for? Like what in your life right now can you say, like, I'm so thankful that this is in my life. And I think that's really important for us to focus on right now, too, with, like, the pandemic. Because, like, a lot of people's lives have been, like, flipped upside down. And, like, our lives don't look anything like they looked this time last year. But, like, being able to focus on those good things. Because with situation, I think that we can all find things that we could be grateful for. Yeah, and you again, you hit it right on the nail. Like, um, 2020 is one of those years that we don't know what the hell went on. (laughs) And, you know, I, I, a coping mechanism that I did because, you know, I got laid off back in April and I did it out of random. I didn't even know I was doing it until I was like, Oh, I'm going to make something of this. I started my own side business to look after my financial side of things to help support myself and my fiance I started a side business and it obviously had to do with plants (laughs) I was making plant hangers and plant decor and uh, right now I'm putting it on pause for the winter because we live in a town home so we don't really have a whole lot of proper um, workspace so bringing that stuff into the actual house is not really feasible I just work outside on the balcony but doing that at the beginning really really helped with things and um I was about to touch on a subject that I I was I'm going to take a little bit more time to think about because it's not about my life um but it has to do with wellness so starting this job was everything you know like it became successful out of nowhere because it all started with me wanting to make a macrame hanger. Now, our house is not really the aesthetic of boho. It's more of an industrial kind of plant and warming vibe. So the boho didn't really mix in well. So I decided, oh, I'm going to, I have an extra one. I'm going to sell it. And then I got so many, excuse me, messages that like, oh, like, how much is this? How much is this? So it's like, okay, so. I can actually like start selling these and then 
it started out with only macrame hangers and then I branched off into a whole nother wing of products that I hand make from scratch and it was so much fun it kept me busy I was thinking about just like how can support myself and that was all being dealt with properly and you know a challenging time of like having to go on EI which is a Canadian um, financial benefit and you know my my mindset was like okay like this is my last resort is the EI and what can I do to support myself because I'm that type of person I I need to help myself before anyone can help me. And um, that being said, it just reminded me of that saying that RuPaul, like he preaches to the choir every day, all day kind of thing is how can you love your, um, how can you love it? If you can't, <laughs> yes. if you can't love yourself, how the hell can it. you love somebody else? Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> with me watching that all the time and being very inputted into my brain, even though I couldn't say it in that two seconds it's moment okay, there. It's okay, you're too excited. Um, <laughs> I know, <laughs> which happens a lot. So I resonate with that and I bring that into my everyday life because, you know, I have learned to love myself so damn much. And, you know, it reflects in a lot of things that have happened in my life, you know, like, in 2016, I know in my introduction, um, first episode, I had mentioned this. And back in 2016, I was going through a lot of struggle. I had a breakup and, you know, like it really messed me up mentally. I was over that person, but it really messed me up mentally because the things that were said to me were not true, but got embedded into my brain so much I couldn't properly think so I need to and I maybe looking back on it I think I needed to separate myself like distantly wise to really find my own and when I say that is we spend so much time in school not really getting to know ourselves and I wanted to do that to really get to know myself and submerge myself in I guess you can say isolation and to really throw myself under the bus and get myself thinking and forward moving in my wellness. And I didn't even, I wasn't even focused on my wellness at the time, but it was based on wellness because I noticed that there was a change in my wellness or my lifestyle that I did not like. And I was attracting energies that I did not want. So I turned on the key of my car and I just drove the hell to Dafino VC which I had a job lined up and I was so excited for it. I didn't even hear about Tofino before and I live in Canada and um, I didn't even know about Vancouver Island. Like I was so proud of myself to drive from Ontario, the farthest point down of Ontario, which was the longest point to drive. Um, and seeing myself now, I'm so happy I made that decision. Like it comes with struggles Everything that you do will come with a struggle, but it's to find that positive thing that, like, for instance, me moving away helped me mentally and it helped me get back on track. Now, my example of a struggle that came with that is my family wasn't with me and I'm very strong with my family, but I found ways to connect with them. So I turned that struggle into just a positive by calling them video chatting, you know, it's very accessible these days. And 
I just, I'm very grateful for all the decisions I make because every decision we make goes towards our future, our present, and our wellness. Is that, uh, is there something that you like can also talk about that you did to really turn the key on your car? (laughs) (laughs) I like the metaphor, by the way. Um, First of all, I just want to touch on like you saying about how you going to Tofino was really the start of your wellness journey. And I can like sign off on that. Absolutely. Because I got, again, I was lucky enough to like watch you go through that journey. Um, You really did like fall into who you really are when you decided to do that. And like, it was a really big challenge and you definitely have faced your challenges like since you've been there, but like you were like forced again because of like the isolation and how quiet was on the island you were like really forced to start to go inward then and like that's when I really noticed that you started to like to connect with who you truly were so and I think that that's really important too so like to answer your question for me um the start of my wellness journey I would say probably like I said started this year um at the start of the year I went through like a breakup and it it really like lit a fire underneath my ass to start looking after myself and focusing on myself because I'd been stuck in an unhealthy relationship for a long time and like learning how to let go of that and focus on myself and like learning who I am because I lost myself for so many years um has been probably the biggest thing that's like pushed me into like focusing inward and like really focusing on what I need and what I want and it's been a really interesting like cathartic process (laughs) during it yeah like it's I and I tell you this all the time um I, I find that you have handled everything like amazingly and I know on your end of the spectrum in your eyes you're like oh my god like everything is so out of hand like how can I deal with this but on the outside perspective and how much you've been talking to me about it you've been dealing with things so amazingly and it starts from your heart you have an amazing heart and you have allowed yourself to just be authentically yourself through that whole process and I think that's what really hit the butter you know it's yeah like I I find that incredible and I think that's why we connect so well is because we are authentically ourselves with each other and guys this episode took a little bit (laughs) of time to actually have an episode we kept like when Katie and I see each other or reunite we sit there laughing and laughing and laughing and it might, I'm not even kidding. It might be two hours before we actually it's start true. talking about stuff. It's happened. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to do a couple takes of our podcast because we kept laughing. So, and this podcast doesn't really have a very, like it's structured, but it's free moving. And that being said, I'm just allowing myself to be authentically me and what comes on my mind. 
And I want to be able to bring people on and share that same experience. So again, Katie, we're just going to wrap things up because I know we can talk for hours on hours. So um, I just want to say thank you so much for joining my second episode and to be the first guest on my podcast that means the world to me and I just yeah again thank you, thank you so much to be your first guest and I had a really good time chatting with you today thank you and now everyone remember what I said earlier what we say in our mind is not always the truth and what Katie said just take a moment to pause and acknowledge that thought and acknowledge how you feel and separate those things. And um, I hope you are all finished up on your coffee and getting started on another one or whatever floats your boat. Start your day very well. And I hope you continue to have a good day. And we're going to end that here. And we will see you on the next episode when that will be released. So have a good day.